0: Hey, Pastor John here. I think every one of us desires to feel the presence of God. I mean, that's the whole reason why we serve the Lord, to know that He is with us. Unfortunately, sometimes we become a little dependent, and we depend on the singer, the worship team, the band, to play the right song, to play the right music, to feel the presence of God. But you know, when you want to turn the light on, you flick on the switch the same way it is with the praise with praising God with sensing his presence all it takes is for you and I to praise him praise and worship is flipping on the switch of God's presence within us. It happens within us. It's not the singer, it's not the band, it's about you and I praising the Lord. So come on, I invite you that you raise your hands, you lift your voices, you raise your soul up to the Lord, and you praise Him and worship Him for His goodness, for His greatness. So I invite you right now to praise Him and glorify God with us.
1: You are my hope, my confidence You are my savior and my friend You are good, you are good Thank you Lord, thank you Lord the ground and only darkness can be found but in your
2: Wow, what powerful words the worship teams just let us in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good. That's actually part of the command that God gives us in scripture when he says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And it's in that moment of giving thanks to the Lord that his goodness becomes the focus of your life. That's why Paul writes in Colossians, set your mind on things above. Because when we start to think about who he is and what he's like and his goodness and his greatness, we can't help but have faith. And that's why we declare gratitude to him for he is good. Welcome to Cathedral of Faith. This is a season of breakthrough, and we are believing that God wants to bring breakthrough in your life. If you have a prayer request, feel free to email it to us or put it there on the text line as you're watching. We want to be praying for the breakthrough God has for you. We've already heard amazing testimonies of jobs provided, healing being released, cancer being gone, restoration of relationships, and we're believing for that breakthrough for you as well. One of the things I want to encourage you, though, is sometimes there's something we have to do in those moments. And as I've been praying this week, I just feel like some people aren't experiencing breakthrough because of unforgiveness in their heart. And I would encourage you, if there's someplace in your heart you need to offer forgiveness, this is the moment to say, God, give me the grace and strength. Let your goodness work in me so that I can forgive as you forgave me. Well, we're so glad you're here with us. This is a great season at Cathedral of Faith. And we're coming into that season where we are asking God to help us be a blessing to our community. Coming up in just a few weeks is our toy giveaway. And if you or someone you know is in need of toys in this Christmas season, please go online or come to us here at the church to sign up so that we can provide families for toys in need. But we're also looking for dozens and dozens of people who will step up and volunteer so that you can be part of this moment to help serve, help give out toys, help to look in the eye to these boys and girls and bless them. So join us in volunteering in any way that you can. We have several major opportunities coming up during the holidays. There's the toy drive. There's our reaching out food distribution. And there is also our Christmas show that's going to be on Christmas morning at 10 a.m. on Channel 2. We're asking you to join with us in this season and be generous. We're, we're receiving our special Reaching Out Christmas offering. We're believing God for $60,000, so we can do all three of these major outreaches. I ask you to prayerfully consider how you could join with us in being part of this great moment. I also want to let you know that there are several ways you can give, whether it's your Reaching Out offering or your regular tithes and offerings. You can go to our app. You can go online. Or you can write out a check, mail it to the office, or drop it by. We're looking forward to all that God has in store for us. And now to help us continue with that breakthrough in our hearts, here comes Pastor Shelley to lead us in the word of the Lord.
3: Hello, Cathedral family and friends. All month long, Pastor Ken has been leading us in a series entitled "Breakthrough." And every week I have seen God breaking us through from glory to glory. And so I am excited to see what he is going to do this weekend. I've come to learn that often our greatest breakthroughs come when we pray through when we pray through every season of our lives with the awareness that prayer is the key that unlocks the resources of heaven so that they are able to be unleashed in the earth. It is the opportunity that we get from moment to moment to see God's kingdom come and his will be done as we come into agreement with him. The first thing I want to share about is the priority of personal prayer. We are in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19 and 20, taking a look at the life of King Hezekiah a king who always made praying to God his first priority. And his story has convicted me personally to be more consistent about coming to him, coming before the Lord in prayer, because God wants to hear from me as he wants to hear from you. My daughter moved to San Diego a few months ago, and I love when I run into her friends and they tell me that she's doing great, or I look on her Instagram and see her post, and I'm like, okay, she's still alive, but there is no greater feeling than when she calls me up personally, herself, and she lets me know what's up. It's just different. I want to hear her voice. See, it's one thing to pray for others and pray with others. That's biblical. There is also something powerful deeply personal and life transforming when we get alone with God to bring the issues of our heart before him, saying to him personally, the things we ponder in our hearts, the things that are in our minds, when we tell him these things, he wants to hear from us. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. And throughout Hezekiah's life, he reasoned a lot with God. This is a king who ruled over Judah. And the Bible said he was a good and faithful king. However, Hezekiah became the target of warring nations. The king of Assyria was a much more powerful nation, decided to attempt a takeover on Hezekiah's kingdom. Hezekiah's leadership was in distress. Nevertheless, he remained consistent through it all in making prayer the priority of his battle plan. He went to the Lord in prayer and he followed his commands. That was plan A and he did not have a plan B. At one point in his reign, The Assyrian king launched a smear campaign against Hezekiah with his own people, scaring them to the point of death. When Hezekiah got wind of it, he went before the Lord in prayer. God assured him everything would be okay. Nevertheless, the Assyrians would not let up. They kept taunting and throwing threats at Hezekiah till finally they sent a letter by messengers to Hezekiah saying, say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. He went on to say, look at what the king of Assyria Has done. The Assyrians are tough. They have been conquering and destroying kingdoms. You are next on the list, Hezekiah. I am coming for you. I mean, have you ever felt like the devil was just coming for you? Every time you turn around, it seems like there's something else. You just feel like you can't even get a break, much less a breakthrough. Hezekiah knew that the kingdom of Judah was defenseless against mighty Assyria. For when the kingdom split, the northern kingdom had 10 tribes and the southern, king- southern kingdom had two. Hezekiah knew that he did not have the manpower to fight against the king of Assyria. He knew he was outnumbered, but he also knew that God did the math. Two tribes plus God is a majority. So the question is, what do we do when we are backed into a corner, feeling outnumbered, about to face something bigger than our ability to handle? We pray. That's what Hezekiah did. In 2 Kings, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and he spread it out before the Lord and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord. And see, listen to the words that Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. He goes on to cry out to God, sharing the details of his situation with God. And then he says, and I love this. He says, now, Lord, our God, deliver us from the hand of the enemy so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are God. God alone is God. He is God all by himself. He is your God. He is longing for you to come to him and pour your heart out to him. I don't know what you are dealing with. But God does. You may have gotten a bad report. Maybe you're concerned about your children or your grandchildren. Maybe your health is in jeopardy. Maybe someone you love is suffering. Whatever the case, like Hezekiah, it's time to lay these concerns out before the Lord and cry out to him in this place there is something about crying out to god prayer has a sound like battle has a war cry psalms 107 and 19 then they cried to the lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all their troubles. God wants us to stop crying to everyone else and let our cries be to him. Hezekiah receives this news that should have shook him, but he's stuck with the priority of prayer in his life. He took the letter to God. He didn't call his advisors first. He didn't call up a prayer partner, even though that's good and it's biblical. He went directly to God. His prayer was honoring and humble. It was respectful of who God is. Hezekiah knew his place in the kingdom but he knew God's place in the kingdom. He knew that he was the king of Assyria, but God is the king of all kings. And Hezekiah came boldly to him. You hear that in his prayer when he says, listen to me, Lord, hear me, open your eyes, O Lord. He had that kind of relationship with God. He came to God confident that God would act on his behalf. See, the more we pray, the more our hearts begin to align with the heart of God and the will of God. And that brings us confidence. I want you to be empowered today to know for yourself that when you pray, when you talk to God, he hears you because you know he hears you and because you know he hears you, you know he will answer. Hezekiah's confidence in God assured him of deliverance and God delivered on his word. God said he would defend the city. He said that he would save it, and he did. I've learned that there is one thing that God cannot do. God cannot lie. You can depend on his word. And God did it. In 2 Kings, that night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next day, there were all dead bodies. And the king of Assyria, he broke camp and withdrew. One angel killed 185,000 people In one night. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, we all got some issues, but I don't think any of us have 185,000 problems. Whatever the problem is, God is the answer. And God has the answer. He has the strength, the wisdom, the peace, the provision. All that you need is found in him. God is challenging us to pursue him, to pursue him passionately in prayer, no matter what, to pray without ceasing. Pastor Ken said it last week, don't stop praying. Pray, and after you pray, pray some more. Pray, and don't give up, look up. The second thing I want to bring to your attention today is that breakthrough comes when you pray through. Breakthrough comes when you pray through. Coming close to the end of his reign, as King Hezekiah became sick, he got a death sentence directly from God. In 2 Kings, it says, the prophet Isaiah said, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, Hezekiah, for you are going to die. Now, it's one thing for the doctor to say you're going to die, and then it's quite another to hear directly from God that you're going to die. But Hezekiah didn't panic. He stuck with plan A, his first priority, prayer he went to the temple. He turned his face to the wall and he cried out to God. The prophet delivered the message from God and Hezekiah turned to the wall. And while Hezekiah was turning, God was turning too. Second King says, Hezekiah prayed, Remember, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. As Hezekiah cried out, the Bible says before Isaiah had left the courtyard, God stopped him in his tracks and he said, turn around, and go back. Tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord said. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant, David. I don't think that any of us, including me, could say to the Lord that we have faithfully and wholeheartedly with devotion did only what was good in his eyes. But thanks be to God that we have access to him, because of the shed blood of Jesus, we have access to Christ and now we are without excuse. The priority of personal prayer is God's desire for us. When we make coming to him first in our lives a priority, God comes all the way through because his name Is at stake. Hebrews chapter 6 says, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. When it comes to the promises of God, he puts his name on the line. His name is at stake. Every promise fulfilled is for his glory and for the good of those who love him. And when we turn from all that would distract, and turn our face to the wall, and fix our eyes on him, and cry out to him, the God you serve, the great I am that I am, our God, the king of all kings that came before us and all kings that will come after us, our God, God himself, not a stand-in, God himself will add to your life that which you need. God himself will deliver you from that which keeps you in bondage. God himself will defend you from the hand of your enemy. God will do it and he will do it for his name's sake. First Corinthians two and nine says, but as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has in store for you who love him, but he has revealed it to you by his spirit. Jeremiah 33 and three says, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. God is longing for you and I to be the remnant that makes coming to him a priority in our life when it comes to prayer. Understand this. God's purpose for prayer is to conform us into the image of his son. The more we come to him, the more we become like him. And often we get disappointed because things don't work out the way that we declared it, the way we claimed it, the way we called it, but God is not Santa Claus. He wants us. He wants us more than he wants to answer our prayer list. He said, seek first my kingdom and everything else that you need will be added unto you. I read once where a woman was asked, what did you gain? by regularly praying to God. The woman replied, nothing, but let me tell you what I lost. I lost anger, ego, greed, depression, insecurity, and fear of death. Sometimes the answer to our prayers is not gaining, but losing, which ultimately is our gain. When we spend enough time with God, we begin to understand how deeply sovereign God is. And understanding the sovereignty of God helps us to be more accepting of his will. Because let's not get this twisted. We cannot manipulate God with our prayers. Even when we think we have forced his hand, he is doing something that he intended to do anyway for us way before the foundations of this earth. God said Hezekiah would live 15 more years because that was God's will for Hezekiah. And when God says live, no demon in hell can take you out. So the question is this. What is God saying to you in this moment? What promise has God made to you concerning your situation? I want to challenge you today. I want to encourage you to remember that God's highest goal is relationship with you, relationship with me. He wants us to cry out to him. Psalms 18 and 6 says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ear. I love that. Your cry, your cry comes before God into his ear. There is never a prayer or a cry from your heart that God does not hear. You may feel today that you're hopeless, I sensed when I was preparing for today that many of you were discouraged. Maybe God has not answered your prayer yet. Maybe you have an issue that you just can't seem to get rid of. Maybe you have a habit that you just can't seem to let go. I don't know what you need from God. But what I do know is that if you cry out to him, his presence is right there where you are. His power is there where you are, invading that space where you sit with his presence and with his power. See, the power of prayer is not in the one who prays. The power is in the God who hears. I want to encourage you today and push you in the spirit to open up your mouth and pray to the God of your salvation. He is your refuge and your strength. He is your strong tower. He is your very present help in your time of need. And if you cry to him, the God who hears your cry will come all the way through for you in his way, in his time, and for his glory. And when he does, oh, hallelujah, it will be so that everyone will be able to witness and know that he alone is God. And besides him, there is no other. Cry out to him today. Talk to him. He is listening. God said to the prophet Isaiah, before they call, I will answer. And while they are still talking to me about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. God is waiting in this moment to hear from you. Pastor Vaughn and the worship team is going to come and lead us in a song and minister this song to you. And I pray that in this moment, right where you are, you will accept this invitation to cry out to the living God.
1: I believe in you, I believe in you
3: My prayer for you today is that you have sensed the urgency to bring yourself before the Lord, to passionately go after him and to cry to him for all of your needs, knowing that he is here for you and he will do for you that which you need in this moment. So may the Lord bless you and keep you May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, and may he give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of
2: the Holy Spirit, we pray, amen.